Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and today I'm really excited to be joined by Dr. Nellie Glesman. She is Dr known as Dr. Mom, um, and her passion for focusing on the root cause of the problem rather than the symptoms. She's a pediatric physician who works in the integrative and more holistic approach to our kids' health and has spent many years helping many families and children graduate from her signature program, 30 Days to Rescue Your Child's Health, and really get their families back to thrive and their lives back. So Dr. Glesman, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to have you here. And so I mentioned before we hit record, you know, you're the second pediatrician that I've brought on and I, I hold a background in pediatric chiropractic. And I think it's, you know, it's so relevant to our conversation as women, high performing women, because a lot of us are moms and a lot of us are dealing with, you know, trying to manage our kids' health as well as our own health. And so I'm excited to just kind of have this conversation at that parameter. But as I always like to start, you know, just if you don't mind sharing a little bit about how you got into doing what it is that you do. Sure. Yes. Thanks. Uh, well, what it is that I do, I feel like um, I was a, I was a pediatrician for so many years before I really became, I feel like really stepped into my power um, as someone that really works on healing um, because it was, I was already a pediatrician for many years, working in a hospital setting as a hospitalist, working with the sickest children when my daughter was about two and she was constantly sick. I mean, every little virus would turn into a bacterial infection. Um, She had rashes and she would miss so many days of school and she would wake up crying and itchy and congested. And it was, it was just such a mess. And I felt so scared and so disempowered and guilty and angry. And, and even as a pediatrician, I just wasn't feeling like having multiple courses of antibiotics and band-aid solutions, like steroids and creams and inhalers to treat the symptoms, be her ultimate destiny. And I was really scared for her. And so I, I decided that I'm going to look for a way to help her, but you'd be surprised. It was actually really hard to get information. Even being in New York where we should be able to have access to a lot of information and really great providers. There are a lot of people living here and there's a huge push for like functional medicine and integrative medicine for adults in New York. There was almost nothing for pediatrics. And so it took me such a long time, so many months of waiting. It was so expensive uh, to find a solution that, find, that, that yes, it helped, but it was really a pain, painful, long process because it was so hard to find the right information. And I felt so disempowered um, until I did. And so I found this really great doctor for her who practiced functional medicine. And we determined that 
it was her gut health that was suffering, but it was the foundation wall of her health. And within a few months of changing just a few simple things like her diet and adding ferments into her life and, and just giving her the building blocks she needed to heal, um, she just really completely turned around. And I'm happy to say that she's been really healthy since. And so I was so inspired by this journey and so inspired by how accessible this information should be to all families who need it, that I opened um, a functional medicine practice for pediatrics called Blossom Pediatrics, which is in New York and New Jersey. So I, awesome. so that, that was it's not my journey. It's my daughter's journey. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like it's such a transformative one. And, um, and that's, that's where we are now is looking at root cause solutions for families, kids who have chronic illnesses. Awesome. And, you know, you bring up a lot of good points. Like one is just the journey as a mom and feeling so disempowered and so, you know, lost in the sea of trying to find answers and whether it's our own health or I think it's even worse when it's our kids' health because, you know, we want to be there for them and, and, you know, help them be as healthy as they possibly can be. And I think it's really true even now, like, you know, in my own pediatric world, it's like people are either afraid to work with kids in more alternative ways, or, you know, there's not a lot of answers, not a lot of solutions. It's just kind of, and I know you focus specifically on kids with like asthma allergies and what was the the third A? There's three A's. Eczema. (laughs) It wasn't an A, it was an E. Um, So asthma allergies and eczema, which are definitely all, all tied to the gut. But you know, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on, like, I know in my practice, I started seeing more and more kids that even if, you know, mom was doing all the right things and healthy and like had the vaginal delivery and a lot of the things that support healthy gut function, they were still coming out with, like, I'd see a lot of colicky babies, a lot of like crazy baby acne, a lot, all that, all that stuff. So I'm just curious kind of what your thoughts are on why our kids are in the position they're in and what we can start to do to help them. Yeah. Uh, So great question, which has really no simple answer. Um, (laughs) And it's so frustrating because there is no simple answer. And so many, even as a mom myself, I would be like, why is this? Why my child? What did I do wrong? Uh, I thought I did everything right. I did everything my doctor asked of me during pregnancy. I thought I did everything right. Um, what did I do wrong? Why is this happening to my child? And very often also um, in, in the world of like conventional mainstream medicine, moms and dads are told every day that it's just genetic. Your child is just born with these genes. And that's that. That's the reason why this is happening, which is actually not true. This is just, it's like, it's like completely ignoring the whole entire knowledge of epigenetics, which is how environment influences the genetic expression of every single disease and every single person. Um, and I feel like this is so disempowering because you can't be told like, this is just genetic. It was nothing that you, it, there, this is not true. It, it's, it's like saying there's no solution. And so right. many parents in mainstream medicine are told, even I was told this, like, well, your kid will just outgrow it. But that's also so disempowering because what are we supposed to just sit and wait and do nothing and continue to treat the Band-Aid symptoms? Um, it's just such a pet peeve of mine. We hear as parents all the time from really great, well-meaning physicians in, in mainstream and conventional medicine that the best solutions for our kids are the steroids, the creams, the prescriptions, the antibiotics, um, you know, all those medications that relieve symptoms. 
but but conventional medicine and mainstream medicine and only looks at one side of the equation. It only looks at relieving symptoms primarily. It doesn't really look at all to address the root cause. And so um, why this is happening, why there is such a huge increase in the number of kids who have chronic eczema, asthma allergies, digestive issues, I mean, the numbers are really skyrocketing, unfortunately, is multifactorial. And there's not one answer to this. I can say that it's not anyone's fault as a parent that's really important to remember because guilt will get you nowhere we have to look ahead uh the good news is there there's so much you can do for your child to help reverse these symptoms kids are so resilient they will heal you just have to give them the building blocks that they need to heal and don't get disempowered by messages like it's just genetic and the best solutions are band-aid solutions. Look beyond conventional medicine to help your, heal your child because the information is out there. You, just, you have to know where to look and find someone you trust to get it and look forward. Um, so, yes, there are many reasons why this is happening. A lot of that is toxic overload. Um, most of that stems from, you know, a lot of chronic childhood illnesses stemming from a, a dysbiosis or problems with the gut. Right. And so... The good news is that it's really simple and easy to heal. You, you, you can take steps now to address this problem and they're within reach for every single person. Yeah. And I think um, we can make, circle back to kind of like what you do to start healing. Cause I, I hear from a lot of women I work with, cause obviously I'm coming at like mom with, you know, changes to your lifestyle and nutrition, all of that stuff that helps you heal. And it's always like, well, what about my kids? Cause it's like, we put them in their like separate little world with all the kid food and all, you know, and that it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> like we, you know, they need the same things that we do. And so, you know, so much of, I feel like we've almost normalized, you know, asthma, allergy and eczema is just like, well, everybody has it. And then I'm, I'm working with women, you know, in their thirties and forties and fifties who have had it their whole lives and just thought it was normal. Um, and so, you know, this is really like, where do we start? What are the simple, like some of the simple things that moms can start doing with their kids just to help them start to heal? Yeah. Um, so, so keep in mind that if it's safe for a child, especially if it's like holistic medicine, and if it's right. safe for a child, then it's, it's gonna, going to be safe for an adult because in pediatrics, we're kind of limited as to what we can do. In adult medicine, we can use supplements, which are amazing and they're very potent, but they're not tested on children, nor is it a good idea to do that because everything that you need can come from food. And so what I, um, what I would say is the best place to start would be to use food as medicine. Um, in, I, I do like a four-week protocol, which builds upon last week. So in, in the first week, I work with families to reduce toxic overload that you can't control for in your household. And that would mean remove all the processed foods, remove all the sugar, the colorings, the additives, start eating more seasonal, local, organic, the small steps. But you, this is probably the hardest part because it's an elimination. You're getting rid of all the things that are not serving you or your child or your family. The next step or week two is when we start to give your child all the nutrients that they need to fuel them. And that would look something like juicing. I'm a huge fan of juicing. I think it's very kid-friendly. It's very effective. Um, it, it's delicious. It's easy to do. It's something that, you know, it's like restoring all the vitamins and minerals that our kids need really quickly. Yeah. Um, the third week was where it gets 
a little tricky because we're adding a lot of things in. So stocks and broths are used to heal the gut lining. And in the fourth week, we use fermented foods to restore the microbiome as the most potent, potent form of a diverse and healthy um, probiotic that I could possibly think of and super cheap and the most effective. It's kind of a lost art. And that's usually my favorite week because it's so shocking to people, but they don't have to spend thousands of dollars a year on probiotics, which may or may not be effective. They could get so much more with just fermented foods. Absolutely. So it is, it's simple. It's like simple. And I know it can sound so hard because even my own, you know, I've, obviously kind of like grown in my professional life, knowing all this stuff. And I was really specific about what I would expose my kid to and all this. And then I got remarried. <laughs> you know? And so suddenly he's exposed to all this stuff that I'm like, I would have never let you have that in my life. And, but like the, the key is, you know, the more we kind of communicate and understand ourselves around nutrition and like how food affects us and all of that, like my son can tell you that certain things like don't make him feel well. And he's, he's at the age where like, sometimes I, I allow him to make choices and, you know, but we, we have things that we are good for him <laughs> that we also put in there. Um, you know, so it's, it's about like, what suggestions do you have? Cause I know a lot of families are like, well, like my kid, what are they going to eat if I take away all the processed stuff? Cause that's just all they've ever eaten. Right. Like how, how do you see that playing out in the work that you do with families? That's a great point. So I personally am not a maven in the kitchen. I do not love to cook. I have to be honest. I just, so I am busy too. Um, I have a business. I was still working in a hospital setting. I have my kid. I have a puppy. I have my yoga practice. I'm like all into really about self-care and friends and traveling and all that. And kitchen cooking is not part of the part of it. (laughs) I just don't love it as much as other things, but that doesn't mean that you, you can't figure it out. And so I, when I work with families one-on-one, I, meet them where they are because the whole point is not to stress them out or the, or the family. So if you start like saying you must do this and this and this and this, take all the things out that you're used to, your child may not have anything that they normally do. Forget about the holidays and forget about your snack time and forget about grandma's house, Sunday dinner, and just forget about everything that you used to love that you identified with as a family because so much of it centers around food. If I start laying down those laws, it will never ever work. So the point is not to be perfect. The point is to make small changes that your whole family is comfortable with. Um, I use a lot of shortcuts. Um, I have like my trusted, like fermenting food is not simple. It's a whole process. Right. Some people love it. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. You have to be super patient because you'll fail many times. <laughs> and so, so you don't have to ferment. You just have to know where to get what you need. Right. Um so I direct my the families that I work with in person, but also like in, in my vir- virtual digital program, exactly what are the trusted sources that you could look at to see uh, where do I get the best ferments or the stocks and the broths? Um, what are some substitutions that can be made? I have like whole lists of like, if your kid loves um, potato chips, you can make... You, you, you could substitute it with something else like mm-hmm. uh, kale chips. I know. Don't, don't, don't knock it till you try it. Kale chips are amazing. <laughs> it's just an example. <laughs> so 
you know, if your kid loves um, muffins, then make them from oats instead of like flat white flour. So um, sugar is really easy to substitute. If your kid loves baked goods, instead of using sugar, use raw organic local honey because that's a healing food, especially for kids who have eczema, asthma, and allergy. So it's not like stop doing all the things you love. It's more like make some different choices this week because it's not a sprint. This is a marathon. We learn something new every day and, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, it's just about finding the right resource that helps you. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, I think like whether you're doing this for your kids or not, like just being clear that baby steps yeah. are okay. You know, I think especially for my kind of wiring and that's largely who I talk to and probably you too. It's like, it's like, well, it's like all or nothing. Like I either have to do this hundred percent or I'm a hundred percent off the wagon. <laughs> like, And we have to let go of that mentality to really make any progress because it's completely insane. Otherwise <laughs> being able to just let that go and step out of the overwhelm and break it down into smaller steps. Interesting that even like the small changes make a huge difference. You know, I've seen in my own kid and in other kids I've worked with too, and I'm sure you have like, the slightest alteration can start to make the biggest difference in just so many ways. Yeah. Uh, so often it would be like week one and we would just remove gluten and dairy and sugar. And after the kids have sugar addiction uh, problems like resolve, which they, everyone does, you know, you'll have them craving it and crying for it. And like, this happens to me all the time too. So, um, but within just like a week you could see symptoms of of eczema resolving eczema is kind of easier to treat than allergies for sure um but you know sometimes it, it takes months of doing something sometimes it takes years and then so often people, parents ask me like when what do we do after the protocol like my kid is great what's next so the answer is like if it's working you continue on this journey. Don't bring stuff back that wasn't working before. But at that point, you know what happens so often? The kids themselves, at least the ones that are probably like under four, they don't crave the foods that made them feel ill before. They're not going to reach for like um, artificially colored candy and all the preservatives and the, you, the palate will change. And they won't be craving for it and asking for it like they were before. They're going to like reach for fruit and vegetables more once they feel better. The body knows. That yeah. always blows my mind and it's so nice to see. It is for sure. And I've seen that as well. And just, you know, if you have healthier stuff on hand, like if you have the fruit and have like snacky vegetables and stuff, my son will always reach for that stuff first. I found um, it's a little harder now that he's older. And I think the the age can make it they're more independent. They're like, I want what I want. But, you know, ultimately <laughs> he has that line. As my last question, because I hear this a lot from women is like, what advice do you have around getting the whole family on board? Because obviously with kids health, it becomes, you know, it's a, it's a family Mm -hmm. thing like they they need support they need you know it's it's I don't want to say it's easier but you know for women we can just decide like hey I'm doing this thing and either you're with me or you're not like that's the approach I've always taken but you know it's important to me and I'm not going to eat the pizza that you brought home so like so how do you how do you kind of help support so I have this is a great question and I personally struggle with it 
all the time. Um, but there's, it's kind of like a pattern. Usually it would be like mom sees a problem. Usually is like, you know, the one reaching out is open. Maybe dad won't be so open, but, or maybe grandparents who are like stuck in their ways. And, and that's that, um, somebody, maybe it would be like, whoever else is taking care of the kid wouldn't be so on board. So what I found to be helpful is to tell the, the whole family to, to be on the same page, like do the same program, um, call it, don't call it like this is the, the younger child's program. Like this is like a family project. We're going to try it for a month and see how we feel. And that's it. Um, I, in my family, we kind of call it like a detox. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> whether it be like video game detox, <laughs> so not like I'm punishing you because you're acting crazy because of video games and so now you're punished it's more like video game detox the same thing with food like junk food detox for a week and so my kid is more open to the whole family and, and especially my child who's nine she's more open to being on board because it's not like a punishment like there's something wrong and we must fix it it's more like we're getting all better and we're doing something healthy for us just to be better so i i just that's like one approach to kind of name it something else um okay. And, and I also speak to, to, I offer to speak to grandparents all the time too. Mm-hmm. Like, like just if they're not on board and they need to be on board and they need to hear it from the pediatrician, yeah. then I'll happy, I'm happy to talk to them. And so having that one-on-one with whoever's not on board or, or the dad or the, whoever it is, um, just getting on a call, doing like a telemedicine chat and saying, this is why we're doing this. It's just hard to say no. Like who can in this day and age really say like soda is okay. <laughs> it's more, more out there that it's not healthy. So, um, and you could say like, it's not forever. Try it out. If it's not for you, you could always go back to the way it was. Yeah. And it's also, it's not, it's not, I'm not prescribing medicine. For, for this, usually, it's not like a supplement-based program. It's through food. And who could argue the healing power of food? So I guess I do have a little pushback about like gluten and dairy. And it's mm-hmm. not for everybody. It's just something that I most protocols for pediatrics does call to eliminate those things because they're inflammatory foods. And it's hard to find high-quality dairy and high-quality high quality wheat etc so that's why we cut it out but it's the point of all these protocols is not to have restrictions the whole point is to be able to have a child that could eat anything and not have digestive issues rashes allergies walk around with an epipen the whole that's the whole point is to heal the gut so that they won't have these issues in the future absolutely and i think we have to remember that you know i get because i have women come off of gluten and dairy and a lot of the inflammatory foods too and you know, whether you're a kid or an adult, like there can be pushback because we've just established that that's what everyone should eat in our society. But there's, you know, compared to, so I went off of all that when I was 20. So I was a gluten, dairy and sugar. Um, I went off of one summer and I was in college. I didn't know how to cook. There weren't gluten-free substitutes for like everything you could possibly think of. So I basically, I was used to eating bagels and pasta. So I starved for an entire summer until I figured it out. And then I found a cookbook and then I was good. And I've been that way for the last 16 years. But, you know, I think it comes down to like that willingness to change and then having, you know, support in your corner. Like a lot of what you talk about is like, you were there to 
you're a support system for a family. And I think so many of us can get frustrated and this happens in my own family and probably yours too. Like my husband doesn't listen to a dang thing I say, you know, about food or about health. And that's just like the nature of our relationship. And I think that can be, you know, true for a lot of um, us where we need that outside input. And so that's where having a provider and somebody who can really help support you in that way is key. Yeah. You know, you mentioned community support, support. Um, There are so many clinical studies that show that having a community uh, significantly increases success in any program that you're doing, any goal. Yeah. Um, I have a, have like an online community for all the families going through my programs, which is very helpful because, you know, it's, you, you end up bonding over over everything and and you have people who, when we meet like once a week, it's, it feels okay. If it feels better to know that you're not alone and that you could like go, you know, either in once a week live or go on the community group, the re- the rescue community group, and just be like, I'm so sick and tired of the eczema. I'm scared. I'm a, I feel alone. And and this amount of support is incredible. So, um, and, and we you know we do this because commu- community support is clinically proven to help. So if you can't get it from your own family and from your own corner, because maybe that's just not what's happening in your immediate surroundings, you could always find it in other places. And that's the beauty of the internet. I don't know about you, for you, but, you know, it fast tracked my going into a virtual space and building more an online community and all of that. And so, you know, we have more opportunity than ever really to, connect in that way so yeah I almost feel like it's a little bit selfish because I st- I'm st- I'm a human and I'm a busy human mom and sometimes I mess up I'm like pizza for dinner every day this week <laughs> and 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 then I feel bad and then I, I reach for my community to say like I messed up I feel bad and then they're the ones that go you're just human it's okay look forward like, those are my words so um so I, I almost feel like I've, I've built this because I needed it and it helped me so much. And so it works for me and I'm really happy. And I feel like, like the families that I work with are really happy too. That's awesome. And, you know, I think it's important to hear because it's so easy to feel like we're alone on an Island and dealing with whatever, you know, our immediate stressors are and not like everyone's journey is the same, but you know, there are other people out there who are on the similar journey and we're never really alone in going through whatever we're going through. So well said. Yeah. It's important to remember for sure. So just kind of in wrapping this up, do you have any parting words of wisdom or, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about, and obviously on this show, I talk all the time about how to really take control of your own health as a mom, a female, high-performing woman, all of that. But now we're, we're talking about including <laughs> those other people in your life in mm. that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, something that's been on my radar that I've been really, uh, what, what helps my family get it together and get organized and, and kind of, especially with meals and goals and health um, and making like better choices um, is to have a family meeting once a week. And to put everything like on a calendar and whatever that may be, maybe it's just like a calendar of events, or maybe it's just talking about goals or maybe it's talking about health goals. So kind of like spending 20 minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, getting everything on the same page. Um, We write all our like goals for the week 
awesome. and we post it all in the fridge. Mm-hmm. And um, and a lot of that for me revolves around making like healthier choices and from daughter too. So whether that be physical health or emotional health, spiritual health, being more creative, being more flow, in a flow state, uh, being just a better human, a better friend, all that is health. And so screen time. <laughs> um, and so that that helps me a lot. So that's my kind of idea for the for the for the. For the for you viewers, um, maybe spend some time once a week getting on the same page as a family. Yeah, I love that. And then because that's, I mean, that's community in and of itself. If you all kind of know what your goals are and can help support each other in that way too, so that's beautiful. I love it. Well, where can our listeners uh, connect with you if they want? Uh, so that you could find me on social, which is dr like doctor underscore Gluesman. Um, or you can find me on my website, which is blossompediatrics.com. Awesome. And I'll put all that in the show notes. Well, Dr. Guzman, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us and just kind of sharing, you know, your insight around helping our kids really heal from the root cause because of whatever's going on, because it's important and big. So thank you so much. And thank you for making such an empowering podcast. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about. Mm -hmm.